Welcome to episode 11 of the Unperfect Podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Sneed, and I'm here to help you see glimpses of God's glory in the now and the not yet of your imperfect life as we balance the tension between living in a broken world but having direct access to its beautiful creator as he lives and moves in us. So if you've ever struggled with this or sometimes just wonder, what is God up to in the midst of all this imperfection? Hope and probably a little bit of humor are on the horizon. Hello everyone. Today you are in for a very special treat because one of my favorite podcasters is joining us from Jacksonville, Florida, where I'm imagining it's a little warmer than it is here today. (laughs) Today it definitely felt like fall when I opened the door for the first time. But we have Sandy Cooper from the Balanced MomCast here with us. Welcome, Sandy. Thank you so much for having me, Shelly. It's my pleasure to be here. Sandy is an author. She's written three books, Finding Your Balance, Is the Voice in My Head God or Just Me, and Mom, You're Amazing. And she's the host of not one but two podcasts, which just the thought of managing that triggers my anxiety because I was up till like 11 p.m. last night editing an episode. So I'm not sure how you do that. But Sandy and I actually met this past summer when I took an online course with her and the fabulous Mary Kay Tiller. And we'll mention that at the end of this episode. But Sandy doesn't know this, but we were actually BFFs for about a year before that because I discovered her. That's when I discovered your podcast. And Mm -hmm. I discovered it like 100 episodes into it. You were already that far into it. So I got to Mm -hmm. binge it. So literally, you were the voice in my head like four days. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's a little overwhelming. No no pressure. (laughs) Uh, I would wow. put my earbuds in, take the dog on a walk, and you would teach me, encourage me, challenge me, make me wow. laugh, whatever. So um, okay. I really did. By the time I met you, I was like, don't you know me? Because I really know you. So <laughs> That's right. And the fact that you still want to talk to me is pretty <laughs> incredible, actually. So yeah, I, I'm like, haven't you heard enough? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely not heard okay. enough. Today, we're going to be talking about busyness, something I'm sure every female on the planet can relate to, or at least in our Western culture. Maybe they have it better. They've got it down in some other cultures better than we do. Yes. But uh, to help us get there, Sandy, in your first book, Finding Your Balance, you identify four barriers to balance. Can you tell us what those are? Yes. So the four barriers to balance that I identify are perfectionism, comparison, people-pleasing, and busyness. So I, obviously, I, I'm not going to unpack all of those right here because I take the whole book to do that. But yes, that that's what they are. And I just want to say I'm a recovering all of those. Okay. So that's that's not me judging. That's me confessing. So yeah. Yes. I love it. And I, I am most of those. I No one's ever called me a perfectionist, um, my husband in particular. But Tell us then, how does busyness differ from those other three barriers? Sure. So the difference between busyness and perfectionism, comparison, and people-pleasing is that um, busyness is usually a byproduct of one or more of those other three barriers. So it's really not until someone examines the root of their busyness that they can really uncover, like what's really going on here. But, um, and I'm sure as we progress in the conversation, I can offer some examples, but, but it's, it, 
usually when someone really digs deep and says, oh my goodness, why is my calendar out of control? Why have I eaten up all my margin? Why am I always running around like crazy busy, you know, as they like to say? Um, it's usually one of those other things are the culprit or at least one of those other things. And then it's feeding into what is becoming an overly busy lifestyle. So that one is usually it's why I offer it last in the book, because we've already we've already talked at that point in the book about all the other three. So usually by the time um, we get to the point of studying busyness, we've already uh, uncovered whether or not we are perfectionist or or we're trapped by comparison or we're, um, you know, overcome with people pleasing. And by that point, um, then we can start to unravel the busyness thing that has happened because of those other things. That makes perfect sense to me. And I shared this in an episode a few weeks ago, because uh, I remember having a day where I had, I had over-volunteered, over-committed everyone. It was to everyone in my family's detriment by the end of the day. It was terrible. But it, it went, I could trace it back to comparison, like, well, everyone else is volunteering here and there, or to the um, people pleasing, you know, so that, that makes perfect sense that it has a deeper right. So what is the big deal about busyness? Why is it a problem? Okay, so just having a full life is not a problem. Okay, so for all those people out there who want to have a full life, don't want to live slowly, don't want to, you know, go into like that, you know, some of us just like to move at a faster clip is what right. I'm saying. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. So I do want to qualify everything that I'm about to say is I'm not just talking about living a full life, doing a lot of things and getting it all done. There's nothing wrong with that kind of business. Sure. But there is a level of busyness that takes you into a danger zone. And that's kind of what we're addressing today. So, so there, there are several problems with that kind of busyness. And the first one is that when busyness becomes hurry, it, it affects our heart. And so one of the things I, I love the whole, um, I don't know if you've ever read the John Ortberg or anything that he talks about when, um, Dallas Willard was his mentor and yes. Dallas Willard was the one who famously said, ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And it just changed John Ortberg's whole approach to everything. And, and John Ortberg says that hurry is not just a disordered schedule, that hurry is a disordered heart. And we, we learn about that in Luke 10, when we, see the Mary Martha story. It's like the story we all love to hate as women. Right. We're like, oh, them again. It's in every women's Bible study. And so I had right. to put it in mine <laughs> because it has to show up in every women's Bible study. But, but in that story, you know, Martha is the busy one, I say in quotation marks, and Mary is the one who's chosen better because she's sitting at the feet. And all of us who have to run a household are all sitting there scratching our heads going, what is Martha doing wrong? Like, I don't get it. Right. I don't understand why she's the one who's getting called out here because we all want to be able to sit at the feet of Jesus all day, but someone's going to cook, got to cook dinner. Someone's got to clean <laughs> right. the house. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yes. so that I just want to go up to Martha and go, I get you. I understand. But I also want to go to Mary and say, I get you too. So I get it. But what, what we notice there is that Jesus is not addressing Martha's activities. Okay. He's not going down and saying, you know what? This is not like 
this cleaning thing you're doing and the preparation thing you're doing, like all of that is, is a problem. You, you should instead be doing these activities. What he addresses is her attitude. And he says that, that the things that she is doing, her attitude about it has made her distracted, worried, and upset. Okay, yeah. so that's when busyness crosses over the line from I'm just doing good things and a lot of good things to I am now distracted, I am now worried, and I am now upset. And that's when it affects our heart. So that's just one of the problems with being overly busy. Um, I can move on to the next one. Do you want to read? Yeah, no, I love that. And I'll let you move on to the next one, but I have to say this here. I had to laugh in your book when you say um, – you talk about Martha in your book and you're like, could you just give her a break? And what you were just saying, like, I get you, Martha. And I always laugh because I never saw myself as Martha in that story because mm -hmm. I don't clean. Like I'm a terrible <laughs> housekeeper. So, um, <laughs> I quoted my favorite comedian last week on the podcast, um, who says I'm fun, fun people don't clean, but, That's right. <laughs> but the truth is I don't really relate to Mary cause I feel it with other things. I may not be housekeeping, but like yeah. you said, like the heart, like I'm not sitting at the feet of Jesus, you know, or I'm not making room for that in my heart. I am filling right. it with all these other things. So yeah, totally get that. Right. All yes. right. Give us another one. Yeah. So yes, another problem with busyness is that loving people is really difficult when we're hurried and rushed. Like, I don't know about you, Shelly, but I am never my best self when I am in a hurry. Like nope. when I yep. am just, my, my schedule's packed. I... I just kind of stink as a human. I'm not nice. I I'm I snap at my kids. I snap at my husband. I'm angry in traffic. Like just name the scenario <laughs> that puts Yeah. So and and that is true across the board. So just loving people, showing up and loving people is difficult when we're always busy. The the third one is that busyness actually makes us less productive and less creative. And there's mm -hmm. all kinds of research that's been done on multitasking. And as much as women like to say, oh, I'm such a good multitasker. No, you're not. No, you're not. Right. Like, the truth is you can't and your brain doesn't work that way. And you may be able to do some things while also doing some other things. But, but if you really are trying to um, you make the best use of your time, busyness is not the way to get it. Um, if you have creative work to do, like we do with podcasting, it's impossible when you're in a rush. Like creative work does not uh, thrive in hurry right. and rushing and crammed zero margin. That's not where creativity thrives. So that is another big problem. Um, it also leads to sickness. So, you know, that feels like a big leap to be like, really? But the busy, at least how busyness affects most of the people I know, including myself, is that busyness makes me feel stressed. Stress we know is, I Absolutely. mean, the, the more research we know, it's like such a big um, contributor to uh, weight gain and heart disease and high blood pressure and um, sleep problems. And then we start getting into sleep problems. There, There's a whole slew of things that happen to our body when we don't get proper sleep. And so it's this domino effect that starts with busyness and then leads to all the other things. It also makes us unavailable to people. So, right, you know, <laughs> you, you schedule yourself and then you get the, you get the person who isn't the planner person who wants to spend some time with you 
whether that be your child or right. your best friend <laughs> or whatever, you know, and if you have packed your schedule to the brim and you have no margin, you don't have time to stop and play trains with your little boy or meet your best friend for coffee on the way to carpool or whatever, you know, whatever it is, you're just unavailable. <clears throat> and finally, and you kind of alluded to this at the beginning, and if you want to go back and talk about any of these, we certainly can, but <clears throat> busyness makes us unavailable to God. And, and you know, spending time with God takes time. <laughs> like right. it, it literally takes time. So if you are praying or you're um, needing to get into God's word or, you know, study God's word or worship or sit in solitude and silence, like all of those things literally require chronos time, okay? Like physical minutes on a clock that requires it. And if you don't, if you are always packing your schedule to the brim, um, usually that's one of the first things to go unless you've made a covenant relationship with that time. And that is the first thing you do every day and you just will never not do it forever and ever. Amen. So busyness makes us unavailable to God in the sense of spending time with him, but it also makes us unavailable to God if he has um, a last minute assignment for us, if we're going about our day. And, and you know, I can't tell you how many times where I have been rushed and I am out and about interacting with humans and I feel the Lord just tell me to slow down a little bit and talk to this person and just wait and have a conversation. And if I am not, if I don't have the margin to do that, then the answer is no. And I don't want to be that kind of woman of God. Like, you know, I right. want to be the one that when God wants something done, he thinks of me. He's like, oh, Sandy will do it. Sandy's available. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, and I love yeah. how you said that too, because when you first said it makes us unavailable for, to people, I was thinking, yeah, my kids, my kids, my husband, like mm -hmm. they get the last, they get the leftovers. We've all felt that way before. But what you're mm -hmm. saying is so true too, because there've been times where I'm like, you know, I'm just not around many unbelievers. The truth is I'm around them mm -hmm. all the time, but I'm in a hurry as I'm running by them or rushing through the line or whatever else yes. like you're talking about. Cause I'm, I'm so distracted. And the other thing I thought of as you were talking is um, you were talking about how uh, when we're so busy and hurried that our time with God gets left off, which that is obviously often true of me, but I've also sure. noticed, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but when I'm living such a back to back busy lifestyle, even if I have an hour and a half to spend with God, I don't know how to sit still. Like right. I, I, I literally, like, I don't even, I want to rush to do the things. And that right. could be part of my personality is just, I'm a doer. Like I like to be doing stuff, but sure. I also think there's that part, even in our culture and with, you know, mm -hmm. social media and everything else. Like I, my mind has kind of forgotten how to just slow down recently. Well, not recently, probably within the last year, um, my husband and I had a conversation. And I think I've even said this on the podcast before, but where mm -hmm. I was trying to pencil something in and I said, look, I can do this every day in my week. There's something every day except that day. So I can pencil it mm -hmm. in there. And he said, but this is how I look at my calendar. I look at that one day and it's not, there's nothing on it and I'm going to protect it. And mm. that's like a whole nother way of looking at yes. my calendar. Yes. Like I, I just, I, I, I think fill it and he thinks protect it. And 
Yes. That is such a great distinction. Fill it versus protect it. Yes. And, and, and so, yes, as we are approaching busyness, um, you know, one of the things about being proactive, which we'll get to, I'm sure, uh, as we continue to unpack the topic, but, but being proactive about, about protecting your margin is a really powerful strategy to, to not keep falling into busyness because busyness is hard. Like undoing busyness is really hard because if it was just as simple as just taking a few things off of our plate, like we would have already done that. You know, we, we know how to do that. We know how to cancel things. That's not the problem. The problem is usually a lot deeper and it's going to, because we are all alive (laughs) and we are all interacting with other humans who are also alive. Um, it's going to, it's like a garden and you have to maintain the weeds. Like you you can't just weed your garden one time and be like, see, I did it. Your life is never going to, um, it's never going to be a self-sustaining, uh, unbusy place. It's going, it's just because it's, things are just always changing. And if you're a mom and you are a wife and you work and whatever other people are in your life, like all their stuff is constantly popping up too. And so, yes, I love that your husband looks at the calendar that way because it's a, it's a powerful strategy. I love it. Yes, it is. And I love how you use the garden analogy because that just further proves why I don't garden. It's a lot of work. Um, <laughs> it is I'm too so busy much work. to garden. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, I, wanted, I am the one and done kind of gardener too. I'm like, what? I planted them. What? Listen, yeah, I am and- so bad. I went one summer I bought a tomato plant in a pot because I really wanted yeah. to have a garden. And I was like, you know what? Sure. This summer, let's just see if we can do tomatoes in a pot, right? Like who yeah. could not do that? Yeah. Um, I remembered not? that I had that tomato pot plant on my back porch at the end of the summer. <laughs> like I never <laughs> even looked at it again. And there was one little <gasps> shriveled up tiny tomato. So Yes. Yeah. That was, I was yeah. not cut out for gardening, but okay. um, good to know. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I do want to talk about the types of busy people. Cause I, yeah. I read this section in your book and I immediately know who I am. Um, nice. Uh, it, it was your reference to, if you give a pig a pancake, cause that's me. <laughs> so tell us about the two uh, types of busy people. Okay. So there are two main types and then there are subtypes, you know, depending on, um, uh, on the reasoning be- behind each of these. So the first one is the poor time manager. So yes, that's me. Her problem is, okay, very good. Thank you for confessing. It's not that she doesn't have too much to do. It's that she just doesn't know how to manage her time well. And there may be a number of reasons why. Um, for example, she might not know her priorities. Like she truly just is always tending to the urgent thing. And that's, that's when I gave the, if you give a pig a pancake analogy, because, you know, she's the person who, who gets up and she, she's just tending to the next thing that is dinging the next, the, the, the laundry's done. And then she goes to, you know, walking through the kitchen and realizes, oh my gosh, I never put away dishes from last night. So she starts doing that. And then the phone rings and then she answers that text. And and then her kid calls for her and she stops texting and runs over to, to tend to the kid. And, you know, at the end of the day, she has been running literally all day, but she looks back behind her and she said, has no idea what she got done. She she feels like she hasn't accomplished anything and her house is still a wreck, even though she's been working <laughs> yes. all day. Okay. 
Okay. So that's her. Um, yes. There's and, another and, kind and of- I'll tell you something else about her. You may not know at the end of the day, <laughs> She writes down all the things she did on a list and scratches through them. So she will feel like she got something done since she got nothing done on her actual list. (laughs) Yes. I have also done that. That is something that many, many of us confess to on, on, in our private time. We're like, I am going to write every single thing down that I did and then cross it off. Yes. It's satisfying. So I want to high five you for that one. (laughs) Okay. There's, there's another kind of poor time manager. And she knows her priorities, but she doesn't know how to live them out. And that is usually because she lacks the self-discipline to just spend her time well. And this is where I will insert the whole rant on social media. So this is this is where most women who are currently in this category are getting sucked into the vortex. They're losing an average of two hours a day. Um just because they open up their phones and start scrolling. And, um, absolutely. And, you know, yeah, we can go on a, you know, that's my thing. I can go on a whole thing about yeah. that, but we'll, and that was, we'll, and that was me. Yeah. And I, we will do a yeah. whole nother podcast on that. Cause, um, I haven't yeah. even mentioned on here, but I'll do it now since I'm confessing all my other stuff that <laughs> I have now all been off sins. of social media for a month and a half and I don't miss for it. You. But I love this. Um, and it was for that reason. It wasn't because bad things were happening on social media. Right. You know, it was sure. the time wasting. I love the quote you have from John Piper in their book. One of yeah. the greatest, one of the great uses of Twitter and Facebook will be to prove at the last day that prayerlessness was not from lack of time. And that yep. is a big ouch. That's a big. It is. Convicting and statement. I just want to say the irony of that is, A, he posted it on Twitter, which I just think is amazing. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. That and is B, pretty funny. Yes. And B, that that was from 2009. Wow. That was before social media was even like anywhere close to what it is right now. Can you imagine? Like, I would love to hear his updated quote on exactly. that. Not that like, it even that needs prof- to be updated. That was very but, prophetic for him to have said that. It was that very then. prophetic. Yes, Absolutely. Sandy unpacked so much good stuff for us as we consider the potential root of our busyness and the problems it can cause. Now make sure you take a listen to next week's episode where we continue our conversation and dive deeper into not only the other types of busy people, but also some strategies we can use to slow down and make room for what matters most. While you wait for part two to come out next week, head over to Sandy's website and take a free busyness quiz to see just what kind of busy person you are. And while you're there, check out her amazing podcast, The Balanced Momcast, where she helps frazzled moms find peace. Yes, please. I'll take an extra serving of that one anytime. There's more in the show notes if you want to dive deeper, so make sure you check it out. And as always, I'm praying you have a blessed week and see glimpses of God's goodness in the midst of the now and the not yet of your unperfect life. See you next time.